It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. He's a world famous brain surgeon. The only time we doctors should accept death is when it's caused by our own incompetence. Ten blade scalpel. Mets and bomb scissors. Who wants only one thing in a woman? The cat out of here. The perfect mind in the perfect body. Steve Martin's out of control in The Man with Two Brains. She's not drunk. She's dead. Dead. I better get her to a cemetery right away. Six weeks and you haven't made love to your wife yet? I've had the top of her head off, but that's as far as it went. Steve Martin. The Man with Two Brains. You'll laugh your cranium off. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the film with three brains. It's Sam in San Francisco. <laughs> yes, Sean. <laughs> Sean in Chicago here. Uh, this is Cohen in Maplewood. That was a good little Igor sort of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I was going for, I think, yeah. It right. also kind of sounded like... Um, chat. <laughs> chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up, dudes? <laughs> <laughs> Love that scene. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right. We are actually not doing Weird Science today or a Frankenstein movie. We are doing The Man with Two Brains, which is our namesake, which is why I picked it. And I got to say, it's probably my favorite Steve Martin movie, at least for the, for the next hour. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's my favorite, like, early years Steve Martin slapstick comedy films. You know, before he did Roxanne and his, his career sort of took a little bit of a turn where he was making more mature films. But th this one, I was surprised how funny it was. <laughs> I didn't remember it well at all. I'd only seen it probably once. The only thing I remembered was, that woman's dead. Well, I better get her to a cemetery. <laughs> I remember that very clearly, and that's about it. Everything else was... I didn't even remember Kathleen Turner was in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think of, get that cat out of here. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I say that sometimes. <laughs> in the operating room. And very rarely do people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> But it won't stop me. <laughs> I do, do, yeah, okay. You do mention his later career, which I guess I'm worth saying started in 1986. Because um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is also an excellent Steve Martin movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Yeah. When's the last time you guys saw this? So it sounds like you hadn't seen it for a while, Co. Yeah, probably when it came out. Wow. Yeah, I was vaguely or, aware. Or shortly thereafter, you know, when we were kids. Do you think you've seen it twice-ish? Or I don't think so. I mean, counting now, this would be two? Oh, yeah, this would be number two. Okay. I think I'm at three, but it's... But yeah, I'm only aware of this because of Sam. I mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> I was vaguely aware that there was a movie like called this, and you know, I may have seen a few scenes, but yeah, you, you were like, no, you're going to watch it. And yeah. Uh, you're, yeah, you're right. Um... Yeah, I don't know why. I think maybe my older sister or something. But yeah, I don't know why I've, I saw it a few times. Then I watched it. I think I made you watch it. And then I watched it, I know, a few years ago. And then I just watched it again now. This time I actually just bought the movie. So hmm. uh, I can watch it again. <laughs> it makes me... You know, it's one of those movies that, that you know what's coming and you laugh anyway. Yeah. Like you're like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> like so much for some of the scenes you even you can say the line with them and you still laugh because it's just so ridiculous yeah <laughs> yeah this is i mean this is a typical to me this is typical steve martin using all of his gifts he's got the mm -hmm. physical comedy his, his timing is he kind of i love how he says he's kind of all over the place sometimes you know like when he his timing is get varied based on the scene and you know sometimes mm -hmm. it's great sometimes it's you know, not not perfect, but uh, the variety. I just like the variety of. It. I mean, I mean, that's. Yeah. I think that describes him as a person as well. You know, musician, writer, 
entertainer, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just interesting to watch. Yeah. There's a lot of, this movie has a lot of, uh, it feels like a um, sort of a masterclass in comedy. It's like Carl Reiner set out to make a movie that represents every different style of comedy there is. Mm-hmm. It, it sort yeah. of it sort of effortlessly bounces from sort of subgenre of comedy to sub. It's just physical comedy to wordplay, you know, like to to um, Pratt Falls and shit, and you know, it just keeps going and puns and stuff, you know, like <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And Steve Martin's so good at all of it. <laughs> My favorite is the when he asked the painting of his wife for a sign. That kills me. It's <laughs> so hard. And he goes because he goes on he for goes, so long. Any sign at all? <laughs> I'll be on the lookout. Is <laughs> the painting spinning and the lights are yeah. flashing and things? Are I, flying I thought through it was like air. a little shaking and so, but it's like you know the the, the walls crack, the the painting yeah. spins, lights mm-hmm. are flashing. It's yeah. And he's like, I'm just gonna put you in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, do we need to give a a, a description? I don't know. If we need a synopsis, but sure. I'll, I'll give what the a, heck is a this brief movie? synopsis. So, uh, yeah, Doctor Hufferfur. So Steve Martin is a is the world's greatest neurosurgeon, and he is. Uh, well, they don't say how recently widowed, but they make it. And they imply that it's fairly recently. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he, uh, he hits uh, Kathleen Turner and she's, she's running out of the yard from this guy she tortured. She's uh, what's the word for her? Gold digger. She's a black yeah. widow. Black <laughs> widow gold digger. Yes. <laughs> black widow. There you go. So yes. Um, so she's, she's, running away from uh, one husband that she's uh, trying to kill uh, via heart attack. And uh, he hits her. He brings her to the... <laughs> the scene with the little girl is pretty great, too. Yeah. Like which that. is like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what type of comedy you call that, but that whatever that genre is, that little girl did a great job. <laughs> so You thought, you thought. <laughs> I was, you know, when, we were, when I was watching that scene, I was kind of thinking about it. And I was like, how did they do this? And I bet you what they did is just let her talk. And then, you know, his back is to the camera, so you can't see him. You know what I mean? Like, how did they get her in one take to say all that shit? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the odds of her memorizing it seem... I I wonder if they just, like, gave her a rough idea what she was supposed to say and just let her talk, and she just made shit up. No. no way, she wouldn't know what then, words to make up. No way. No, there's some real stuff in there. That's not me. I up. know, but I don't know. Just to get it right seems impossible. So I wonder if they let her do it first and then Steve Martin repeated what she said and they played it back, you know, inserted it oh, okay. in that way yeah. before, you know, her, she started talking because you can't see him talk. Could anyway, be. that was a great scene. I thought she probably yes. learned it phonetically. She probably learned... The, you know the the noises rather than the you know what the words meant or anything. I know, but that's that's a lot for a little kid to memorize. Hey, do we do we know who that was? Uh, she is she in the credits? I don't know because she definitely deserves a shout out for that, uh, that performance. <laughs> you did see that Carl Reiner bumped into her like thirty years later, and she 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 said, "Hey, I know you," and um, she's not an she's not an actress. Um, Hmm. Just coincidentally, uh, was I think he said at a store somewhere, and she or a, some sort of business, and she was an executive there, and she said, "Oh, I know you," and he's like, "I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember." She said, "I'm the little girl from the Man with Two Brains." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, "Oh, I loved her." He's like, "That was one of my favorite scenes I've ever filmed." So, <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, so so the world's greatest neurosurgeon brings her to the hospital, saves her life with his uh, screw top uh, brain entry technique, and she, uh, when she comes to, she realizes this is her next next victim. Uh, they get married. Uh, she withholds sex from him, but apparently no one else. And um, what do they do? They they do a getaway to Austria, where he coincidentally. Uh, uh, is going for a brain surgery conference of some sort, and he learns, or he, he learns of a scientist who has a whole bunch of brains in jars, and one of them he can 
telepathically communicate with. And uh, I don't want to ruin it, but I'm going to. <laughs> he puts her brain into the evil woman's brain and gets the woman of his dreams, which I'm surprised hasn't been done yet. I mean, for it, real? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people who would be like, oh, you know, I really like my spouse, except we could just swap out the brains. Yeah, that would go over really well. Yeah, let's let's promote that. I was thinking a lot of All of Me, which we, which is the, is it the only Steve Martin movie we've done so far? Is all All of Me? Yes, I think so. Um, yeah. One, obviously because of the transference of brain versus soul. Um, but also, I felt like this one, this was like the precursor to that one. Like, he kind of rewrote a similar story, you know, the body swap kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And made it made it more sweet, less, yeah, less slapstick, less all over the place. And, and tried to do more story and... I mean, I guess I guess there's not a lot connecting those two other than the the body, you know, the body stuff and the brain stuff and so whatever. Yeah, other than a disembodied voice who is a female telling him, yeah, yeah. I guess so. He that's likes that's disem- not. He likes disemboweled brains, <laughs> disembodied female brains. Ah, right. That's that's a, that's his thing. So there's no explanation for why he can hear her. We just assume there's a connection, right? They have a connection. He, he said he mentions telepathy, but unless yeah. I missed it, I don't remember any. Which is fine. I don't. You know, we don't need explanations. It's just a connection that he felt, so he could hear her. No one else could hear her. He realized it pretty quick, and then away we go. He grabs the brain and. I I forgot how sexual the whole <laughs> the whole thing is. I mean, it's not. I mean, most of it's for laugh. I mean, all of it's for laughs. But, um, you know, like the, the yeah, withholding the, the sex. He's he's sexually frustrated. He's uh, you know, tonguing the X-ray. <laughs> <laughs> that part cracks me up. That one, that one kills me. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. I when you're a kid, you're probably like, I don't know what's going on here, but. <laughs> <laughs> to the adult brain, it's pretty, pretty humorous. Uh, also, his the hat. With, yeah, the hat. I was going to say the bit with his hat was pretty funny. Yeah, and he breaks the glass. <laughs> oh, the breeze feels nice. Ah, <laughs> oh, kills me. Yeah. I, you know, I think the the pacing of the jokes is is was not. I think, I think it took about a decade to have a, a another movie with the pacing of jokes like that, like, and have have story because I think like. Dumb and Dumber, something about Mary. Those, you know, their movies, the Fairley Brothers had um, had fast pacing and a variety of jokes and a story at the same time. Like Naked Gun was was pretty fast paced, but it was all stupid jokes. It wasn't wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tricky. I I I I wonder how a movie like this is actually made because I know you you come up with the concept, but I mean, how do you keep, like, what do you just sit around and brainstorm and just keep adding in funny stuff that you, yeah. like, like, next going to do? Like, it just seems like, <laughs> it just seems like it'd be really hard. Well, I don't know. Because it's a, so random. Like, he goes yeah. in and, you know, my favorite thing is, like, leaping lizards. He's like, yes, we have those. Like, it has nothing to do with anything. And just all of a sudden, there's these <laughs> jumping lizards on the wall. Right. You know, like, it's just totally random, right. which the I, whole... I love castle in the condo thing with the, the yeah. paper walls and the and the, and the yes. crazy drinks all of a tahitian <laughs> tingle <laughs> Not i assume those are made up drinks but yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's impressive that you can do so much i i saw three writers listed so it was steve martin carl weiner and, and a third guy george gype george yeah. gype is that someone we should know yeah okay he wrote the novelization of Explorers. <laughs> oh, my mistake. <laughs> How did I miss wow. that? <laughs> I mean, he also wrote the novelizations of Back to the Future and Gremlins, but 
Explorers okay. is the real winner there. <laughs> he co-wrote uh, De- Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid also with Carl Reiner and, and, and uh, Steve Martin. Hmm. Oh, he died young. He was 63. He died in 1986, so he must have... Uh... Bee sting. What? Yeah, he was allergic to bees and got stung and died. Oh, jeez. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like that's terrible. Yeah, anaphylaxis. He must not have an, had an EpiPen available. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, Steve Martin and Carl Reiner work together really well. I, I don't know about George Guype, but I mean, I can see the two of them sitting around with the basic outline and just, yeah, just yeah. passion jokes, mm-hmm. you know, sure. and you can tell it like some of them like the, the warning, you know, from beyond the grave thing <laughs> that that took a lot of like they, they must have really liked that scene because they put a lot of work into that, you know? Yeah. Um, but a lot of them, you didn't, ha- uh, yeah, if they're just wordplay, you could, that's, that's easy. You don't have to, you know, do a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> just see him walking down the hall with the bunny ears on and he's got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I bet they had a lot of fun writing this. Sure. I would yeah. And I think more so than an, even an all of me or something where they felt obliged to, to keep it sort of, uh more appealing to everyone. I mean, this, I, I would say this is more of a guy's movie. Um, I don't, I don't, not necessarily, but, but I think that there's something about the, the absurdity of it or what, what, you know, absurdist humor or whatever you want to call that. I guess, I mean, I don't, I don't know why I'm placing, uh, gender constructs on it, but I'm just saying, typically, yes, I know. (laughs) But yeah, I I mean, I guess for the, for its day there, yeah. Like the whole idea of, breadwinning in the in the marriage stuff and i don't know it's it's i mean it's i i guess i well did you guys feel like anything was really old or outdated as far as the jokes or or was just the jokes and who cares i didn't think so i didn't i don't remember thinking that this time or before but but i was i mean i guess my point is that that they could do whatever they want as long as it's funny that was the rule yeah that seemed to be their you know, their right. guide, guiding light was like, okay, well, let's make sure it's funny and, and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. In the end, you know, they have a kind of a goofy end, but, but I, you know, but it's sort of satisfying in, in that, that, you know, something happened. I think having the killer Merv Griffin kind of dates it a little bit, you know. That's yeah. true. Like a younger audience who watch, like anyone, I don't know how old, I don't know, like under, say under 30 watches it. They might, they probably don't know who Merv Griffin is. <laughs> they might know his set from Kramer's apartment, but <laughs> they won't know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the few mysteries in the movie too, is like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who is the elevator killer? And, you know, it's, we see hit the back of him and we see the shots from his, his perspective. And then finally, mm-hmm. oh, it's Merv Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like killing. <laughs> and then I got famous and then it got really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much random humor. Yeah. I love it. So I can't think of a movie that has so much random humor. I mean, we did um Love and Death, Woody Allen. That was I would say that this is this is in the same category. Can you compare those two? Or would you compare this, those two? This is this is way better. <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, they're I mean, yeah, like, they're your picture movies kind of thing. So yeah, okay. So I like random humor. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we've established that. Okay, but I'm saying I think this one works in a way that that one did not as much. Yeah, yeah. and I wonder why. It's, well, maybe more references to other stuff. Maybe it was. I mean, you know, the, the Woody Allen humor is a little more cerebral, you know, like he, he writes his movies as if he's like doing a stand up set on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all verbal. It is. His yeah, jokes are gonna... all verbal, you know, they're, you know, it, it has the same, for the most part, I think it has a very similar effect if you read it as if you see him deliver it. Hmm. You know, to me, Woody Allen is not inherently funny. He's and, a funny writer and he's saying yeah. funny words. In an okay kind of funny way, I suppose, 
if you don't get tired of his shtick, you know. Well, that's the, the thing. His his shtick isn't as as lovable of a character. Like right. you're like, oh, these like the whiny guy shouldn't probably be the leading guy. <laughs> right. You know, like like it, he can do it because he 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 does do a good job of writing and directing. But realistically, when you look at the two leading men, like like the Steve Martin character is is just immediately ridiculous like like he's like when I mean, he's talking to the to the uh, person interviewing him for the article he's like that you know my name will probably be remembered for more than eternity and it's like wait 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 does that sound too egotistical it's like, <laughs> like no it's fine take out the probably though too wishy-washy like it's it's genius like you're like right, yeah. like it's you and then know, they call you know the call back to that, that when they show yeah, it to me exactly like i thought i told them to remove probably <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 great writing you're you're like this over the top character he's you know his his responses to things you know woody allen is not dynamic at all Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Steve Martin is. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a lot between just the leading characters. And like if you go and you you swap the two out, if you put Woody Allen in this movie and Steve Martin in the other movie, you're you're gonna tip those scales just based on who they are, you know, and how how they act. And, and yeah. you know, Cove's right. It's like Woody Allen depends on the wittiness of what he wrote, mm-hmm. not on any acting ability or <laughs> anything else you know steve martin is is and we know especially all of me I, you know the one scene is uh, that we talked about that i love mm-hmm. you know it's just incredible with him trying to control one half of his body and, <laughs> right. and the other half is controlled by her yeah. uh, but even in this movie he does you know he does ridiculous things yeah. when when she's singing the song i like it, you like you like it and he's just doing that knee thing when he put his elbows like i don't know why that's funny but i just like seeing him do that and that's like a typical dance that he does i'm sure he's done that a hundred times yeah. but yeah i think i think part of why i like watching him too is is in these early movies he's he's got this boyish like just joy mm-hmm. like of that that exudes from his character like it's like he's not like he's so into it. Like you, you imagine his character is so into whatever's happening. They're not actually thinking about the implausibility of it. They're just enjoying it. Right. You know the the way right. that the way that ten year olds do. Like mm-hmm. they're like, hey, I'm I'm enjoying that someone's doing a magic trick or some other mm-hmm. ridiculous thing. The Three Stooges, whatever it is. You're not yeah. analyzing it for stupidity. There's never, there's never any like mean spiritedness to it. There's never any no. cynicism. It's just, it's just like pure <laughs> yeah yeah i guess for lack of a better word i wonder if they change i wonder if that changed the writing because you look at the poster and it's you know he's a has a maniacal face and <laughs> yeah, brain know. you know i know it's, it's not it's a it's a pretty misrepresent uh, the poster is a misrepresentation of the film for sure mm-hmm. but I this makes maybe, it look like yeah. he's crazy and stuffs two brains into his head Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or something. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, the only um, truth to the the title is that he actually has a a friend who is just a brain. He Mm -hmm. doesn't really have the brain. He just is friends with the brain. It's like (laughs) the man with a brain friend. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. But yeah, that doesn't I mean, roll off the tongue as nicely. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I assume it's also a play on, you know, the man who knew too much to, you know, the man who right. wore a red shoe, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, should we talk? I mean, I don't know if, I don't know how it is the namesake of this podcast other than it just kind of happened that way. But I mean, do you think, do you think this movie represents this podcast somehow? <laughs> sure. We're just as funny as this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're comedic minds, masters yeah, at the yeah. top of our game, right? <laughs> I just tapped myself on the other shoulder without looking and got myself to turn left. So, yeah, nice. nonstop yeah. comedy here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's that's all I was. I just wanted to point that out to the listeners that were wondering about the the name and. I mean, there's not a there's not a whole lot to it, but yeah, we like it. I think we had a list of movies that had a number in the title. Mm-hmm. 
in this yes. one one. <laughs> I, re- I recall, bre- I mean, on the list of possibilities, I remember uh, three men in a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Instead of three men and a baby, that would have uh, been pretty obvious to people. But then that would have been like, oh, well, then we had to do that movie. And I don't think any of us want to go back and watch that movie right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not on that list. I Maybe someday. But anyway, shall we uh, do some double ups? Oh, yeah, there's a few. Start with the director. Big star. Director and star. With all of me. All of me. Yeah. David Warner is the one that sort of jumped out at me. That I didn't, <laughs> that I didn't necessarily have to look up. Um, of Time Bandit's fame. Ah, uh, yes. Well, the one that jumped out at me we just saw uh, twice was Earl Bowen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Earl Bowen. Oh right, um, he's he's a doctor, and then there's another doctor, Doctor Brandon. Yeah, did you know that's a tricky oh, one? Peter Hobbs. Peter yeah. Hobbs, is he was he must be typecast because he was also a doctor in <laughs> Nine to Five. Right, and then uh, George Firth. Uh, I don't even remember who he was in this. Was in Hooper. Oh, he's in Hooper. Okay. Yeah. Um, not, not that it's a double up, but while like for the first half of the movie, or not the first half, but the first uh, half of the amount of time that the brain is there, you know, telepathy talking and stuff. I'm like, whose voice is that? I recognize yeah. that voice. And I couldn't place, I had to look it up. Yeah. And it was Sissy Spacek. Sissy. Yeah, that bugged Uncre- me too. Uncredited in the film credits, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I bet she didn't want to be, you know, she was be, trying to be taken seriously. I mean, every every role she does is a drama, so. I, Except I, I don't know. for Hot Rod. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that one with Andy Samberg? Yes. <laughs> Forgot she Wait, was that. Wait, that was her, right? That was Sissy Space. I think so. I haven't. It's been too long. That movie's awesome. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. That movie's hilarious. Um, yeah, that was her in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, going back to George Firth, I can't think of, think of him either. He was in Blazing Saddles. That's what I think of when I think of that guy. There's another double up. Who else? Who else? The realtor who he buys the house in Austria from. <laughs> oh, that James, one made me laugh. James Cromwell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, did we do Babe? Yeah. yeah. We did. I forgot. Oh, I totally forgot. You blocked it from babe. your memory. Yeah. <laughs> I picked Babe. I love that movie. Yeah, that was yeah. early days. That was... Yes. My first That'll do Pig. Five episodes or something. Oh, I totally yeah. forgot we had done Babe. <laughs> huh. Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen Turner, we've never done anything with her, I guess. Yeah, you know, and I, it's funny because in this movie, I'm like, oh, she's so Eva, I can't stand her. And then, of course, you know, she's uh, Joan Wilder, uh, <laughs> Jewel of the Nile, um, which she she's, does a great job there. And two totally different people. Yeah. I mean, she's in other mm-hmm. things, too. But to me, those are her two movies in, in my mind. Like, she is, she's romancing the stone mm-hmm. in this movie. In, in what? In this movie. Oh, in this. Yeah. I also... Um... Oh, War of the Roses for some reason always sticks in my mind. And Serial Mom. (laughs) I thought you were going to go for Peggy Sue Got Married. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember that movie. (laughs) I know I've seen it, but I don't remember it at all. Hmm. Maybe you'll have to pick it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Yeah, she does. She she does a good job of being the evil woman. Yes, yeah. in this movie, she hadn't done a whole lot before this. I think this is her only second film. Yeah, she hmm. did Body Heat and then this, right? And she was on the she was on a soap opera before that. Okay, I don't think I ever saw Body Heat. I don't think I have either. Have you seen that? I don't know. I mean, it was written and directed by Lawrence Kasdan, so can't. Can't be terrible. Right. Right. 
Hmm. I put that on my list. Right. And, and William Hurt. I like him. Yeah, I mean, I think of War of the Roses too because it seemed like they were getting the band back together from Romance mm-hmm. of the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. Yeah. You know, it was the two of them and Danny DeVito is the lawyer and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that was that was when I watched in the theater and I was a little disappointed because, again, I, I you know, I wasn't uh, too... I didn't find the humor in, in divorce, being a divorce <laughs> attorney or any of that stuff, you know, at that time. Yeah. I remember thinking it wasn't as good as Romancing the Stone, but I liked it better than Jewel of the Nile. <laughs> yeah, I think we saw Jewel of the Nile in the theater, too. Oh, yeah? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that. I mean, I, I know I saw it. I don't know. I saw Romancing yeah. the Stone probably about a year ago. God damn, it's good. <laughs> it holds up. It's really good. Yeah, I watched it a few years ago, too, and I still was impressed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's got one of the it's, it's got a great adventure story, mm-hmm. you know, and it's funny. And it's got romance. If you like that sort of thing. <laughs> it's got everything. It's got yeah. a little something for everyone. <laughs> got some kidnapping and some yeah, some drugs. Love kidnapping. Uh, <laughs> treasure map, I don't know. Shit. All right. What are we talking about? <laughs> The man with two brains. Should we yeah. should we nitpick the man with two brains at all? Go mm-hmm. for it. I find it flawless. <laughs> 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 well, that's. I mean, I'm just pointing that out because we we do we all always nitpick. And yeah, I think it's mostly you. <laughs> <laughs> I probably lead the charge. Yeah, but um, no, I'm kidding. Okay, the uh, <laughs> you know, like if you if you had never. If this is the only episode you listened to and you were like, oh, okay, let me see this movie. These, these guys really like this movie. And you watched it and you're like, what the hell? Like if, it's, <laughs> if it wasn't, you know, like the other things we've done, or I don't know. It's, it's not that I'm not trying, not that I'm trying to explain it. I'm just trying to understand if we, if it does, how it, how it strikes other people, I guess. I wish we had a guest that we could, like a random guest that didn't pick the movie. Well, Okay, non-random person. Or should we? Yeah, uh, Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Or sorry, go ahead. I start. I, I'm like, hey V, I'm gonna watch this movie. And she's like, that's all right, I won't. And then I start watching it, and I start laughing. And all of a sudden, I hear this laughter coming from behind me. And whatever she was doing, she stopped doing to, to turn around, you know, to sit and watch the movie for a while. So nice. at least its its humor is is contagious and enough that it could draw in the the person who didn't want to watch it that's not really the nitpick that you were looking for well but. no it's good though because i mean it was nitpick with the intent of trying to understand how other people might nitpick it well but, okay if you're not into stupid humor this isn't for you if you're like i want to i thought this was going to be a drama i thought this right. guy had two brains <laughs> right <laughs> like, no I mean, you have to you have to go into it being like, okay, this is going to be stupid humor. But of all the stupid humor out there, this one can deliver for the full 93 minutes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stupid humor starts to fall apart somewhere around two-thirds of the way through. I'd be tempted to say it's it's a product of his time because if you think of like Young Frankenstein or something, you know, where, you know, you're not looking for a plot too much. You're just, it's a, it's a send up of a stuff and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I maybe, I don't know if it's, I mean, we still have a absurd, I was thinking of something made me think of, uh, is it a thousand ways or a million, a million ways to die in the West? No, it, I never saw that. Um, that's, you're talking about the uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah. The family guy guy. Um, no, I didn't see it. I, he's someone that I think, can do funny stuff. And I, you know, like when he, when he did Ted and stuff, it was, I thought mm-hmm. it was funny. I thought it was funny. Um, but he play, you know, he plays himself in that movie as like a, a schmuck that's just dropped into the, the wild west. Right. And it's all very, very self-aware humor. Like just, you know, he spends half the movie talking about how crazy it is that there, you could just die, you know, from <laughs> a snake mm-hmm. bite or, you know, I mean, and some of it is really quite funny, but, but you have to be in the right frame of mind or, 
or maybe an altered state of mind or something. Like there's, there are ways to watch certain movies. Sure. And I, I, what I like about the man with the true brains is you don't have to be, you know, I mean, you can, you can watch it and get some, you know, watch it a few times and, and probably enjoy it more than once. But a movie like that, the, the Seth MacFarlane one was, it, I think I've seen it once or maybe once and a half. And, and I was just, try, it's just, I was trying to figure it out. Like, why, what is it that bugs me about this movie? And I think that was it. It was just that it was so self-referential and, um, you know, kind of like the family guy is, it's like, we're going to stop yeah. whatever is going on and we're going to make a, you know, 30 second joke, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're not into that, you're not going to be into that that movie either. Also, also Seth MacFarlane shouldn't be in front of a camera ever. Right. I think that was, you know, he just like, <laughs> he brings everything to a, a screeching halt. And I, I'm not even quite sure why there's just, there's just something about him yeah. that you just don't buy as a character in anything. Like he mm-hmm. can do the voice. He can do voices. Great. Like right. he wants to stick to animation in movies like Ted. He's perfect for that. Right. But as soon as he's in front of the camera, you're just like, oh, that's Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> he just has such a dumb shit look about him. I don't, I'm sorry, Mr. McFarlane. I, I don't know, man, but there's just something about you that just, it just doesn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't even describe it, but seeing him on camera, just, especially in a Western, you know, like it's hard enough to buy him in anything contemporary, but in a Western. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was the point. I didn't see it. Maybe that's sort of the point is how bad he sticks out. Yeah, that most of the jokes are about that, about how he's not a good fighter and he can't fire a gun and he can't do all the stuff yeah. he's supposed to do in the Old West. I feel like it's sort of like dropping Abbott Costello in the middle of a horror movie. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, know. but Maybe surprise, surprise, he credit. actually gets better after a while. And well, yeah. There is a, they, that's the problem is they actually do try to have a plot. You know, they do try mm. to have a story that you're supposed to follow. And it's like, yeah, I don't really care. So it's, yeah, I, it's refreshing to have a movie like the man with two brains were, I mean, you do, like I said, there is some satisfaction at the end, but you really, you know, just along for the ride anyway, the jokes, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of zone out now and then and it doesn't really matter. But the, the Rotten Tomatoes is interesting because the critic scores is higher than the audience score. Hmm. So oh, what are the scores? It's critics 77%, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And audience 64 so that's, you know, part of why I was thinking like, is it, you know, is it certain people that just don't do these kind of movies? I mean, I, I'm sure there are people that just check out. It's too, it's, you know, too zany, too something. I don't know. I know you're asking the wrong person. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> this, this is not the crowd. This We are the crowd for this movie. So maybe it does make sense for our podcast. I don't know. <laughs> well, when's the last zany movie you've seen that that kept you giggling consistently the uh, the whole way through? Mm. I mean, and I don't mean an old movie. I mean a movie that was made recently. Well, I gave you my example of the one I didn't like. Um, I don't hmm. know. You got any zany? Like it's it's been a while, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as one that's out there, um, Sam, you and I saw The End of the World, or was it, is that the name of it? Yeah. The End of the World? Which is a, that had a lot of good jokes in it. I think that's a little while ago now. Yeah, it's not too recent, I guess. The End of the World? No, it's not it at all. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? You're talking, this, you're talking about this is the end. It's this is the, the end. Thank you. Yes. Oh, the one with the end. Seth Rogen and friends. all those guys. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> I mean, I think that deserves a lot of credit for seeming like, you know, zany, anything goes. But really, it it is like they had a, they definitely had something in mind there, you know, mm-hmm. with they kind of, they kind of get kept you guessing about what genre it was and they kind of do a little of each, you know little yeah little creature stuff a little i mean it's obviously just very funny but but they, you know they're not like being redi- like they're actually reacting to it in a in a realistic way they're all freaked out and they're just trying to figure everything out <laughs> you know i guess that's part of what what like the zany comedy sometimes the characters just don't react the way you expect them to or it's not realistic at all yeah so you have to make peace with that one way or another you got to get on board or just 
don't watch that movie. Anyway, sorry, bad example. I was trying to think of a... <laughs> you want a current zany movie? Well, I don't know if it's a good example <laughs> or a bad example, because it's nine years old, but the only thing I remember really from it is Aziz Ansari, Michael C- uh, Sarah, and <laughs> a really giant dong. <laughs> oh, are you still talking about this is the end? Yes. Oh, <laughs> the devil's penis. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's great listening to them talk about that in the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, Where I haven't they, heard it. Well, so what they did for that for that specific detail, they made it absolutely enormous knowing that it would get flagged, you know, by the MPAA and make them scale it down. And that way they'd be able to scale it. They'd be able to scale it down to what they intended it to be in the first place. But then, shocking them all, it didn't get flagged. <laughs> so they had to keep the giant dong. And so they just ended up with this giant, giant wang on the devil, giant cock of hell. And for all the audience out there who wonders what my level of maturity is. I'm giggling so hard crying. <laughs> Just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Hopefully this isn't the first episode you've you've listened to because this may not be a good representation. No, but that is it it's funny. It's just funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean <laughs> there have been some good ones in the early two thousands. You know, some of the like early Adam McKay movies or Will Ferrell movies or Oh you right. Know. We're oh yeah, Will yeah. Ferrell. But I yeah. I can't think of anything I'm having a really hard time of thinking anything recent in the last yeah. two five years, years, let's say, or whatever, five. It's weird. I can't I feel like we're overlooking something for sure. But I, yeah, I can't That's a good starting that. point though. If you go with Anchorman Yeah. One and two. Right. You know, that's mm-hmm. absurdist, but it, and like it's really Step funny. Brothers and Step Brothers, know, Ricky Bob. What's the Ricky Bobby one? Um, Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. Yeah. I mean, I guess like Wet Hot American Summer, but that's not new. That's old. You know, Tropic Thunder, not new. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Huh. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's we're we're overdue here. <laughs> we need another one. Did we just stump ourselves? <laughs> Can't come up with any. No, it's 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 the movie. Or industry. is it a sign They're... of the times? Yeah, they're not making them as much. Hmm. Right, I think that. I mean, it's been a few years. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah. which means it's perfectly reasonable to go back and watch this. Yeah, I mean, the Adam Sandler movies, the old ones that were good. I mean, then they just became oh, almost go. parodies of themselves. And then you started making just garbage, which persisted for several years. Yeah, I think he admits that he just, when he did Grown Ups, he's like, I just want to get my friends together and make a movie. Yeah. And that's how it came out. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe Spanglish was his last enjoyable one for me. Hmm. I liked um I liked the I mean it's not a comedy, but I liked the Uncut Gems one. Oh yeah. That, that was, was good. It's different. He was good in that. Yeah, I mean it's not a comedy, but Huh. All right. So what age do you have to be to watch this movie? Like eight? <laughs> Nine? <laughs> what what age do you have to be at heart or do it actual age? <laughs> yeah. I mean it is rated R. <laughs> yeah, there is nudity. It's not it's not for kids. Yeah. And I don't think it okay. is funny to kids. 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 11. Yeah. Be at least in your second decade. All right. Huh. Hmm. And sequels, not really. I mean. No, no, can't do a sequel. They could. No need to remake it. Well, yes, of course, they could do anything to destroy. <laughs> the man with three brains. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I, I still feel like we're missing. This is going to torture me. I'm going to spend half the night tonight, <laughs> like on this rabbit hole, this deep dive into contemporary comedies, <laughs> wondering what the fuck I'm missing. Well, while you're well, thinking about the, that. Um, 
in the last couple of years, I think it was like Heat, um, you know, with Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah. The Heat. That. That's a good one. Oh, The, the heat, heat, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the heat. Sorry, and like bridesmaids, that's old. It is yeah, old. But shit. I mean, again, we're we're veering into comedies that are are pretty polished. I think. Yeah. I think those are really good comedies and really thought out. You know, I'm talking about ones like this where you just like let's you, like you write for the jokes. You like this. Mm-hmm. This is funny. I want this in the movie. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of Man of Two Brains, there's you know he's bouncing around a, like a pinball machine. and then he goes behind a computer screen and becomes part of the game you know it's it gets zany Mm -hmm. it gets it's just weird but like jim carrey movies but those again his funniest most slapsticky ones are old as hell and all the 90s Mm. yeah the 90s seem to be sort of a resurgence of the screwball comedies you know sort of the rise of of adam sandler and his shtick and Mm -hmm. i don't know movies like the birdcage and stuff which were emulating french farces and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then something happened. I always thought it was interesting. I looked up Joel Goldsmith, and I, in my head, I just thought it was Jerry Goldsmith. I'm like, oh, it's Jerry. Oh, the music, you mean? Yeah. This movie? Yeah. yeah. The music isn't uh, especially good, I don't think. But, um, but I didn't realize that he was the son of Jerry Goldsmith. Hmm. So I don't know. And he's eventually got into doing some video games and stuff before he passed. Uh, the son, Joel Goldsmith. But he is, yeah. So it's not, not a double up at all, but a family tradition, apparently. Hmm. I'm just trying to stall so you can think of some zany comedies. No, oh, there's, it's not. You got to go back and was watch kind of zany. One. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah. Boy, that's the best I can come up with. And that's f- almost four years old now. <laughs> yep. Maybe we should ask for help. Listeners, if you have yeah. a really, you know, if you know what we're talking about. and Email the, the, the film with three brains at, at gmail.com. Please. The film with three brains. <laughs> gmail.com. Yes. All spelled out. I mean, even the, even the, even the, um, Fairly Brothers don't really haven't. What have they done? I mean, Nothing. one of them, Peter Fairly, is a Peter who did like blue, blue, blue book and shit and what the fuck else? Was that the, what is that? Is the one with Viggo Mortensen and um, Mahershala? Is that? You guys have any I idea think, what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, no, one not, a bunch of Oscars oh, green, and shit. You mean Green, green Book? Green, green book? book? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Blue Book, whatever. <laughs> Or like even they weren't you know, selling the car. Even Edgar Wright doesn't really make comedies anymore. He's off doing like, yeah, action movies and horror movies now, and or thrillers and shit. Yeah, that's kind of strange to me. That he he switched. Yeah. What is his? He's got something new coming out that I was somewhat excited about. Edgar Wright, I mean. Yeah, he has the Soho one, right? Last night in Soho. Last night in Soho. Yeah. I think you're right, yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah. We got no Dumb and Dumber. We got no Austin Powers. Come on, people. Oh, yeah, that's a good example. Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I get, from 1999. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I'm current. I keep, I'm, that's the part I always forget. <laughs> Boy, that Caddyshack was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I got my thumb on the pulse of pop culture. (laughs) Anyway. So, do you know what we're doing next? Yes. What are we doing for our hundredth episode? Well, it would have normally been your pick, Mm -hmm. but we're not doing that. Because your picks suck. Nobody (laughs) nobody wants to listen to us talk about rad for the hundredth episode. (laughs) Um, we can do that for 101. Um, mm. But uh, we are going to do a meta review of our previous reviews. We're going to pick out each uh, two movies that we think the audience must see. So if you're tuning in late and you skip the first, let's just say 99, um, you know <laughs> you know which ones to watch. Uh, two movies to absolutely avoid 
and two movies that surprised us. So we're just going to do this. So we're going to somehow talk about 12 movies in a short period of time. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Then we'll come back to reviewing one movie at a time or sometimes two. Yeah, that sounds like a damn fine plan. I like it. Yeah, I think that you made a good point there. If you if you don't, because if you haven't listened to us much, it'd be nice to have a, a a small guide as to where you know what movies you might might not be aware of, or which movies that we heartily recommend versus you know just a regular old movie like. Well, since you know. you're the ar- archive champion of the group, um, okay, you can also pick out which one was our best review. Oh, all right. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> well, I've got I've got my pick right now. <laughs> well, I mean, as of right now, this oh, is, this is our this, best review. This one, yeah, this, pretty amazing. this is clearly, a, uh, yeah. I mean, it's been amazing from the the moment we started. <laughs> okay, so even um, if our hundredth is is creme de la creme, and that one becomes our best one, I can go back and pick the next best one. You can, yeah, pick out. Pick out one for, you know, listening for listener's sake, not because of the movie itself. Mm-hmm. You got it. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear this. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. Can we I just somehow do, imagine right you listening to 99 film reviews in the next couple of days? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've listened to a lot. <laughs> You're just going to lock yourself in a room for a week. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I feel like we should have some sort of giveaway or something. But we, we don't have any stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we got no merch. Well, usually sponsors give us stuff. So we just need to get some sponsors by yeah. <laughs> next. We just yeah, need what, to get some here. sponsors. Whatever happened with those white windowless vans? <laughs> And that didn't that didn't turn out. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll just have to settle for having our own little party. <laughs> One hundred episodes. Yep. Inconceivable. <laughs> All right. That's enough movie buff. I'm out. All right. All right. See you on the hundredth. Thank you for listening. Bye. It's the film with your brains. Excuse me. <laughs> you. <Youths. laughs>